Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the People Processes Podcast, where we dive deep into the tools, laws, and yes, processes that you need to scale and grow your people processes. I'm your host, Rami Alijil, and I'm the CEO of People Processes. My company helps organizations all across the United States streamline, optimize, implement, and revolutionize their HR operations. We've helped hundreds of companies and thousands of HR leaders across the world get their people processes right. Today, we're going to be answering some questions that have been submitted uh, either by our clients or through our social media. Please check us out over at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. You can find the links at peopleprocesses.com where you can ask any questions like these that are going to come up in our Q&A today. Specifically, we're going to be talking about uh, FMLA and workers' compensation. We're going to be talking about required religious holidays and a few more topics. Before we dive too deep, though, I want to ask you, please subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, pretty much any podcatcher of your choice. You can also subscribe at peopleprocesses.com, which will give you exclusive subscriber-only content. Now, let's dive in. Okay, first question. Are employers required to grant employees time off from work for religious holidays? That's a good question. Uh, Title VII of the Civil Rights Act says that covered employers must make reasonable accommodations for employees' religious observances. So if, um, if you fall under Title VII, which generally applies to employers with 15 or more employees, though many state laws uh, create similar obligations for smaller employers, but at a federal level, 15 or more, you fall under the Title VII of the CRA. The act clearly states that an accommodation for an employee's religion must be made. Uh, the only way you get out of that is if the employer can demonstrate that they are unable to reasonably accommodate their religious observance without undue hardship. So that means upon request, you would open a file, you would look at it, you would say, this is the request, this is the burden on the company, we cannot support that burden, that burden is undue. Uh, according to the EEOC, an accommodation may cause undue hardship if it is costly, compromises workplace safety, decreases workplace efficiency, infringes on the rights of other employees, or requires other employees to do more than their fair share of, or more than their share, no fair in there, <clears throat> of potentially hazardous or burdensome work. So, you would actually, the way I would do it, if you're a smaller company and you're worried about this, request, uh, wants religious holiday off, employee name, date of request, um, who it was requested to, a manager name or whatever, and then the HR or a small company business owner, stick this definition right there at the top, EEOC says this, and then determination, this would or would not cause a uh, undue burden, and then resolution granted uh, leave. One thing to know, federal law does not require employers to compensate employees at all for time taken off in observance of a religious holiday practice or belief. So if you don't have a PTO policy or something like that, you can let them off unpaid. However, an employer must offer the same options for religious holiday requests as it does for other time off requests. So you have to let them use their PTO if they're going to use that, whether that, if that's vacation or personal leave, those sorts of things. Hope that answers your question. <clears throat> Again, start a file, do your EEOC check on undue burden, make your determination. 
You do have to check it, though. <clears throat> okay. Next question. Can an employer require its employees to use their accrued PTO during an employer-required layoff or time off or furlough? Okay. Uh, if salaried-exempt employees work during the furlough, how is pay calculated for these employees? Okay, those are, those are good questions. An employer can require employees to use uh, PTO, accrued PTO, uh, if that's vacation or personal, whatever it is, uh, during a furlough, during a layoff. If an employer has no accrued time off, the employer can even put the employee into a negative paid leave balance, if you would like. So you could continue paying them, let it go negative, require that be paid back upon resumption of work. Even while furloughed, however, FLSA applies to employees. So the Fair Labor Standards Act mandates compliance with the salary basis requirement for salaried exempt personnel. So if an employee performs any work during that week, period, for an FLSA exempt employee, um, uh, for, for a salary basis employee, FLSA exempt, the employer may not dock the employee's pay for the absence. When a furlough is for one week or more, a full week, something like that, uh, federal law generally does not require payment to the employee. So if you're going to lay someone off or you're going to have to do a you know, temporary shutdown furlough, you've got to look at whether they're salaried or hourly. If you're going to do salary, you got to pay them for the whole week, period, if they work any hour of that week. One thing to also keep in mind, I didn't ask about this, but during a furlough for the legal term of that, you are required to uh, continue accruing vacation days, sick days, personal days, and to continue to receive other benefits such as health insurance. So I hope that helps you out there. Uh, next question. Does workers' compensation leave count against an employee's FMLA leave entitlement, and how do temporary disability plans fit within the Family Medical Leave Act? <clears throat> okay. A clear, let me clear something up. FMLA leave, uh, Family Medical Leave Act, it protects the employee's job and benefits during the leave for up to 12 weeks in a 12-month period. There are some exceptions to this. The spousal exemption is actually my, uh, my favorite, most common, uh, where you share these things in a lot of ways with an employed spouse at the same organization. But the key is FMLA leave is unpaid. It's job protection and benefits. It is not related to pay. Workers' comp provides for treatment for a work-related injury or illness and partial wage replacement. So it's, it's a disability policy. It would run concurrently at the same time with leave under the FMLA leave. In, what you should do is designate the leave as FMLA as soon as FMLA uh, leave starts, as soon as that eligible workers' compensation illness or injury starts and it requires that the employee be out of work. It starts then, that's their 12 weeks of protection, but the pay is related to the workers' comp. If your company, if your employee qualifies for any sort of partial disability plan, whether that's workers' comp or some other disability plan, it's going to run concurrently with FMLA leave. Disability plans, workers' comp, they provide for wage payment. FMLA provides for job and benefits protection, but not pay. Hope that clears it up for you. In the process of, uh, last question of the day, I hope this has been interesting to you so far. In the process of auditing our I-9s, we found some I-9 forms containing incomplete or inaccurate information. What should we do? Okay. Uh, you do not want to get new ones. Let's start with that. If information on an employee's I-9 is incorrect or incomplete, uh, you can make corrections near the incorrect or incomplete space in the employee's 
I-9 that had the errors. The employer uh, and the employee have to work together on it. What you want to do is draw a line through the inaccurate information, write the correction on the form using a different colored pen. If you did this digitally, you need to print the copy, do this on paper, scan it back in. Okay. Uh, so anyway, I'm sorry, uh, uh, print it off, draw a line through the inaccurate information, write the correct information on the form, use a different color pen, and then initial and date the correction, both the employer and the employee. Missing information should be provided, initial, dated, and a written explanation, I'd put it on the front, as to the reason for the change attached. Not on the same form, like a extra one. I would make a note that the file that they're on the file that there was a self audit that was completed on that date. So if you have like five or six changes or 50 or 60 changes to make, I'd do your I9s. I'd put a, you know, uh, uh, internal memo in uh, self audit was completed on December 31, 2019. Uh, the following 20 I9s had corrections brought with the employee. Make those pieces. Make sure the signature relates uh, to the attestation. So um, remember that there's a, a sig- there's in the signature line of the I9, it says I attest under penalty of perjury. So you want to put that, you want to make sure you're signing near there. Uh, if you have a cover letter you want them to sign on top of it, I wouldn't do that. I would just have them initial and date the corrections and sign at the bottom. If your company is audited, the examiners will want to have proof that you exhibited good faith effort to audit your records and correct the deficiencies. So it's a good thing to do. You're not going to get me in worse off shape having audited, founded errors, and corrected them. You just want to make sure that it's obvious that you're not covering it up. You used a different color pen. You got it straight, cleared up, made a note, signed at the bottom. It'll take care of you. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for today. I hope that was helpful to you. I hope you learned a little something. Please check us out on our social media pages and subscribe at peopleprocesses.com or on the podcatcher of your choice. We're going to be coming out with episodes every week. We've got a lot of interviews coming up for 2020. Um, I'm very excited to get to know uh, some of our new guests and share their wisdom with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Rami Alijil. Now it's time for you to go out there. Have a great day and get your work done.